welcome to another episode of Conversation with a Chef. I'm Joe Ritty and I love sharing with you the conversations I get to have with talented and passionate chefs. It's the backstory, if you will, to the food they're putting up. I begin today by acknowledging the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation, traditional custodians of the lands and airwaves of Nam where this conversation takes place. Land which was never ceded. Land where communities came together to eat seasonally, locally and without exhausting resources. I pay my respects to their elders past, present and rising. Today I'm talking to Nada Thomas. Nada is a new head chef at Her. Turns out I actually know her sister-in-law and when I mentioned I'd chatted to Nada, Belinda described her as a pocket rocket and we love her and I can absolutely see why. Nada exudes love for cooking and hospitality. She loves what she does, loves her team, and it feels as though she has an endless supply of ideas for menus in the future. This current menu is an expression of Nada's love for European cooking. Having worked at the Press Club in 10 years at Chaconis, Nada's menu draws inspiration from Italian, French, and Spanish traditions, with a soupçon of her Turkish heritage. I've long been a fan of her, with its layers of goodness from the rooftop bar to BKK and my absolute dream of a bar, the record room. And then there's the ground level her bar with its chic modern glam. Nada has added another layer of loveliness to this venue and I had such a good time talking to her. Hi, how are you? Nice to meet you. Thank you for your time. My pleasure, no, thank you. I've just been reading about you, so I've got lots of questions. <laughs> I'm nervous, I never did this before, I was telling Tess. No, like, oh. I know. Well, it's, it's funny, isn't it, when you become a, um, a head chef, suddenly you have to do everything. So you're doing not just menus and food, you have yes. to talk to people and so on as well. <laughs> yes, yeah. yeah. When, I, when I was just a pastry chef, it's just like my section, everything, a little bit more. But then I was outreaching, okay, teaching people. Sous chef is a bit more, but it's still you got. That's right. And now I feel like it's a whole picture. Like, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. That was a bit like because I, I never did it before, but I wanted it. That's right. I was like, wow, it's like this is the world I'm carrying, but a lot of sport, a lot of love. Which yes. Is good. Yeah. Well, it's a great group to be with. Yeah, that's why I joined them. Yes. My husband has been working them since the day dot. Yeah. So I was when I was at Chickonies, and I watched them how they treat their staff. So. So I and think I, I recognised him in the in an Instagram photo. Absolutely, <laughs> <laughs> he was there with them for the, from the start. Yeah, right. So, yeah, with the Arbery and yeah, yeah. So you're from Turkey originally, yes. um, from Izmir. But Izmir, Izmir yeah. yeah, yeah. So we came with my. I came first. We wanted to just study abroad with my sister, and we took my, our younger brother with us. Okay. Said so that we don't want to leave him behind. Let's all together. Yeah. We left the parents back in Turkey, and we picked Melbourne because of me. I wanted to be a chef. Okay. So and. So you we were, always wanted to be a chef. I wanted to be a teacher. Yeah. I love teaching. I love kids. I was always. I tried the uni back in Turkey. I was giving private lessons, English lessons, helping my brother, but it just didn't happen. Then I loved cooking as well. So it was always a thing. Which one? But in Turkey, we didn't have that kind of schools in Turkey. And being a chef in Turkey at that time, like as a woman, wasn't yeah. that a big thing? Yeah. And then we had a little research, and all my friends and my sister was like, "You going abroad? Maybe do something fun." And I'm try to. A thing and I said, Oh, I want I love cooking. Maybe I try to be a chef. Yeah. 
watch all those movies and so always thinking didn't know how hard it would be back then yeah. and then we had the research they said Melbourne is the best place to be culinary and I found William Angles like they said it's the, one of the best schools and then yeah we just because of me we came to uh, Melbourne and how old were you all I was 24 okay I wasn't young but yeah. I was I was like a princess. I was right. I never worked beside, like my yes. I they used to ask me what were you before? I'm like I was a princess daughter because <laughs> I was the middle child. Okay. I was like this so my sister the older oh, okay. one, she was like the main she worked that like, she was the leader and I was the middle and we have a baby brother. Yeah. So I was looking after him. Yeah. And then yeah, it was different. I came went to school, like learned everything and then start working it was so different yeah the world it was hard first cuz you really like it wasn't what the movie says no. Then, no yeah it's not 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 much as no, like no. the movies yeah it was like wow it was hard i had like troubles too i was thinking oh what should i do should i go back to like a change career be a teacher by the cooking teacher cuz i love cooking then like yeah then i met great chefs which changed my mind about food cooking desserts like what I how what led me to the desserts was a Spanish chef I made at Cusami and he showed me the world of desserts how it is so I'm like oh because always I was working larger and desserts together which yeah. was very hard in some restaurants you don't have time to give a full attention to the desserts and then with him I was more starting to go to the desserts yeah. and then that press club happened I was just desserts and then I jumped to Chekonis I'm jumping singular but yeah and then 10 years of just desserts it was my life So I think a lot of Chikoni's people have links to the Arbery group don't they? I feel like some chefs have been part of that so maybe some, Yes because of so we Nick so Bennett Nick Bennett yeah. yeah so Nick was Nick was the reason I started at Chikoni's he hired me as a pastry chef but by then he was I think searching for another job too he was a sous chef there and then he moved on and there were some chefs there and when they want to change you always call the chefs that you know and they were just calling Nick they're like yeah like come on because they know they good or we ever so he was sending some people they want to change scenery and then we were having that yeah so so I was just talking um on Monday to a um pastry chef um in Port Melbourne so um Uh, Mariana Shadid she's got brulee and um she's from Lebanon and she really wanted to be a chef and she went to Paris the Cordon Bleu store and oh, to, to the school because she also was very interested in Julia Child and her story so it's kind of but she was saying about pastry and working um making cakes and things that you have to be so precise and that that it's different to um general cookery yeah is it what what is it that you love about pastry Like I never I was never trained as a pastry chef. I learned everything by myself with the cookbook. My first nougat that I made was like a marble because I just changed an ingredient instead of yeah. whole almonds I used silver almonds and it was totally different because it was too much density. So it's like you have to be precise if there's a reason if you follow the good recipes. But for me I found it's like it, it's your own world. It's kind of like when you're on the pastry everyone kind of leaves you. All like you know what you're doing, and then yeah. peaceful. <laughs> I found it's like everything more organized. Like kitchen is a bit more hectic. Like you can add a bit of this, a bit of everyone has a little way of different doing. That's right. But with the pastry, if you're doing a custard, you have to do certain way. Otherwise, it just doesn't come out like that. So. And how would you? Because I imagine that. Well, Turkey's got some really incredible desserts, but when we're talking about pastry sections, often we're talking about the French way of doing things and the French technique. Can you marry the two? 
or I, do you not? <laughs> some ways I think, almost everyone was asking me about Turkish dessert, I say I was never making Turkish dessert, like baklava, my first baklava I made was at uh, Press Club. Yeah. I was making tons and tons, I'm like, they were asking me even which baklava you like, I said Lebanese for me, I love Lebanese, the dry, my dad is Libyan so I saw a lot of uh, Arabic desserts as well, so Middle Eastern things, so I'm like a mixture of, so sometimes I think, but I mean mostly it's not so, so different the way mm. Turkish desserts. And mostly I always work with Italian right. desserts, ingredients, yes. so all my life. <laughs> What's your favourite dessert to make? To make for myself, I love apple pie. I'm a good old apple pie girl, <laughs> no walnuts in it, just apples yeah. and a big scoop of ice cream, I love it. That's why my favourite dessert, not because like I made it, the Marcella apples, I love it like so much that whenever I put on the play run, they like they feel the love that I have it. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So, I love it. Because there can be some very complicated desserts. What, what are some desserts you've got on the, men, the menu here? I mean, I know you're overseeing everything now, but what? Because you're going more European now on the yes. menu at her. Yeah. So we're just doing a little bit of everything. And it's good variety of people seeing different things. And because some ingredients are good with some cuisines or sort of like Italian, Spanish. I love Spanish food, Greek. So I can bring a bit of Turkish. It just naturally happens. A little bit of like alapo pepper or uh, cumin. And um, so here I mostly like a bit of Italian influence desserts. Uh, I can say because my background from the Cecconi times. So what I did here mostly bring the desserts that I really love was the Marcella apples. And then I did a, a pistachio. It? So, so it is basically a. A, a, a apple pie without the crust. We serve it in a bowl. Oh. So we, I make the apples like they just with mars, cook slowly with marsala, lemon juice, vanilla beans with sugar, like slowly. They kind of lose their shape a bit, but they're plum. They, and then you heat it up. You in a plate, and I do this pie crumble. Exactly. Instead of like being in a pie, just all crumbs on it. Yeah. And then just a nice fior de lada milk ice cream with salted caramel. Delicious. It is, yeah. When it's all together, it's it's a pie without the base. Yeah. Served in a nice bowl. <laughs> it's so good. It's like not so sweet because the pie crumble is like a pie. It's like there's not much sugar in it. Yeah. The good thing is with that because the base is um, there's no butter, nothing. It's vegan. Okay. So and I made another crumble which is vegan, gluten free, nut free, everything. So I can cater for dietary. Yeah. And I just serve it with like apple sorbet. I know it's like. I couldn't make the caramel like super vegan. Yeah. <laughs> I say one thing. Yeah. That's why I'm trying to do two desserts that I'm working on another chocolate desserts with peanut, uh, sorry, um, tahini and dark chocolate. So it's totally vegan, and then, but it's still delicious. When the people eat it, like they don't even know it's fully vegan. Yeah. So I like to do those to work with. That's good. That's right. Because no, the boxes. you want to for everybody, don't you? Yeah, I try to, but it's, it's hard. But like, but if I want to make it, I want to make it really good. That, like, yeah. Like, how long would it take? You know, if you're if you're coming up with those kinds of recipes, I guess you're inspired by something. And as you say, you've looked at recipes and so on. What when you were learning? But then, how long does it take you to perfect something like that? Do you have a few attempts or do you get it right the first time? Not all the time. Even with the desserts, I had I just trained a dessert but like I have an idea. But you need something and was like, okay, this night I think a lot, I put a little bit, taste myself. Then I like to go, okay guys, let's have a think. And I listen to every each people 
because they always have some different thing. I'll take them all and then go back on my corner. Think about it. Depends on I think. Sometimes I challenge myself. Okay, okay, I wanna do with this all couple ingredients and how I'm gonna marry them. So yeah, depends on. Now it's like when I was doing the desserts, it was easier because I I was just thinking that. So I have my menu. It's good, and I'm thinking of my special, and I'm just working towards that. But in a role like this, it's a bit harder because there's so much things. And then try to do that, and yeah. it's such a young team too. We have such a small team. How many? Like five of us. Five, oh, six. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was like a cat and net, Serena, Alex. So yeah, five of us and me six. Yeah. So it's like small though, and I like yeah. They're so good, hard working. Now they love it because every day something different, and I try to make everyone know all the other sections, yeah. so we can just work around and it's better when it's busy we can just help each other out and so. what's the size of the menu because i know you've brought in this new men- menu with more yeah more european touches would you like to have a look oh, yeah, but yeah. yeah it'd be great thanks it's yeah. a good size which oh, yeah. i am i'm trying to maybe even like make it like now i am dropping to two desserts yes instead of three and with the cheese so i can change it a bit more or i can do specials yeah so Beautiful. I think sometimes like choice is a fine thing for people. It's nice to have a big choice, but it can be overwhelming. And I yes. think it's nice, isn't it, when it's quite tight. You just think, right, I just your eye hones in on something like you know. It's amazing. So I can see you've got yeah. So the lamb skewer with Moorish spices is that sort of a little bit of. This is the recipe that I, me and Mary, always make it at home. Like yeah. the pincho morino recipe, I love it. So I was like, oh, I want to try that. So everyone liked it. So that must and, be uh, great now in this role where you you've got. And can you have you just got free reign over the menu? Can you do what you like as long as the food, as long food as costs? <laughs> <laughs> yes, and then I have like great um, Paul, our new executive chef. Um, like with such a good connection too. We kind of like think alike. When I say something, it's like oh, I was thinking that. So it was so good. Like a. And then, yeah, it's a lot of actual freedom, which was good, but of course, there's always a limit. I would just think about it. I always ask, well, how about this? And then because people around here work here and they know, like, what the clientele would like, yeah. what the snacky items, like, so... But as freedom goes, it's like, I've been putting specials, yeah. and then... That's great. Good, yeah. So, I saw some really beautiful photos on the... Um, the press release that went out and maybe there was a pasta did I see? Oh, yeah. uh, the pakeri? Yeah. What is that? What is pakeri? So pakeri is a pasta. It's from Campania, the way it is the cut. Oh yeah. And then because I I was researching different pastas so now I was I'm kinda of obsessed with pakeri. And then this is like a I love regatoni. Regatoni is the half size of it. And then some people like fill it up, oh, some, yeah. and then it stands alone. It looks like a small cannoli. So that's oh. what I wanted to make for a small cannoli. I was thinking how great it would be. But then you have to have the right cheese. So I tried a little bit, but then the pasta I had was a different shape, so it became pakeri, like that yeah. was summer squash. Wow. And then, but then I made, I had some squidding pakeri pasta, where I cooked it, I filled it with Morton Baybach mousse, and I crumbed it. And I fried, and I started with squidding aioli and with caper and shallots. And everyone was like, even some my family, they're like, they, they never seen it yeah. before. <laughs> I'm like, I saw somewhere like an old guy was making with the subtitles telling what it is. I'm like, oh, it's so interesting. Yeah. So, but it was with like Napoli Ooh. and ricotta. How delicious. Yeah. And so, 
these ideas that you're having, are they just coming to you or is it still books or is it Instagram no. or Some of Instagram I'm having a look like I like to look even as a, like look to see something like I'm having a look, then I'll take that one. Okay, what what do I like? What can I do it? How can I do different? Like otherwise it's just copy paste. Mm. But rather than or I take this one and then add something else to it turning into because what I saw with the paquet was it was a Napoli soul standing alone with like ricotta. So I'm like, oh, like that's a cool idea. Then I had some Martin Bay box. I had some squidding. Then I'm like, oh, I have squidding pasta. So it's Amazing. like, yeah. It sounds delicious. And you've been working with really good produce as well. So, you know, Somerset Farm leaves and you've got the um, different things. Like I'm so lucky enough to make, um, come up with Natura. They are so good. They're a company. I think it's. I think it's from London. They came to Australia. They in Melbourne. They go to the little farmers that okay. it's. They don't have access. They don't. They can't do deliveries to the restaurant. So they reach out to them, and we can order through Natura. And they go to the different farmers and they bring the produce to us. Yeah. So Monday to Saturday, which was great. And I yeah, with with this publicity, I'm, I met the our rep, and then yeah, I'm just using them. So he just every week they tell us what's out there. And then we just like order, and it's, the good thing is like the order amount is not much, so you don't need to order a lot. Sometimes, if you want to try, you want to put on a special, maybe eight, ten specials, and it's good. And also sometimes limited too, so other restaurants are sharing as well. Instead of I'm getting ten kilo of something, I get a little bit. Next door, getting a little bit. Sure. We're all using and sharing. That's nice. So, I like to think there is a community amongst restaurants. Yeah, so you're not in comp well kind of are in competition with each other but there's a level of community as well that's yeah. good I think it's nice a bit the like I, I know the thing but if you're all like I mean everyone uh, what you can like a friendship in between restaurants too yeah. like we know a lot of like like a tipo double zero Alberto was my sous chef I love his his risotto is the best like so it's good to have that kind of connection if I want something I want to learn I know I can always go to him by yeah love it. that's so, great yeah so when you're sitting down, and this is your first menu, so I guess, you know, um, this is the menu that that is a little bit of a, you know, it's a reflection of you. So where do you, where do you start and how do you know, how do you know when you're done, when you've made your menu? Because I, I imagine you've got lots of ideas for lots of dishes that you think, oh, I want to show off this and I want to... You know, oh yeah, there were so many things that I I would try with the text and they're like it's beautiful, so good. But then I'm like, okay, maybe not yet. We park it. I will say park it. It was good that I have so many, or maybe I have uh, so many seafood ideas. But then it's just gonna be seafood menu. Yeah. yeah. So it's good that like yeah. But like I'm definitely not done. It's just like a. It was good that we have with Paul. Was, uh, Paul has was a. Uh, in the menu as well with me so we did together we slowly changed this is a bit more like it's coming but I'm like I'm not there yet <laughs> yeah so but it's good that I like good feedback it's good to see what's selling and also to see how the kitchen is working yeah. or which section is I don't want to do like I can just create something and say okay but then it's everything in one section which is hard yeah absolutely so. I see so you're saying before when you when you learned to be a chef and you came out into into industry, it was hard, and you had some second thoughts. Um, what has what were those hard things, and how has that changed now? Like, I think maybe back then or where I was working, it was larder, it was hot larder, cold larder, desserts. When I was working, I was by myself, and when there was when I was off, there was like three people in the section. This was so hard saying, but they were saying. 
it's you, Nara. You can do it. But it was too much on one person. And also, I care to, if I need to go, I go early. But I, I'll finish early, late. I don't go on the break. It's just like because I want to. Because it's so important for me. It's like my second home. Yeah. Bye. So I think it was too much. I was feel like I just can There's nothing to give anymore. And I cannot. I wasn't getting anything back. That was hard. And I was just thinking like. There should be something else. Then I tried, but my head chef was there, it was so nice too. His, um, his wife had a cake shop, so I worked there a little bit. And I uh, seeing the, all the cakes and so I was learning, but it, it wasn't what I want. I missed service. That was the thing. I love service, that rush, the, the plating up. And I love to hear about how people enjoy it. Like, I love to cook wherever. This was the first one of the second restaurant I worked downstairs. I don't see the people. Which I miss. I love to watch people how they eat, what they say. Like even I worked in the uh, chef's table at the press club. It was like I had customers around me. Amazing. Yeah, talking to them or selling them the specials. Joyce to tell me you have to talk to them. <laughs> so that was good. I like that. That's the yeah, service. So I missed it. I worked three months, I think. It was a good life, nights off, like you know. But I was like, I'd rather be have that fire in me is like yeah. yeah so I, I went back and but I want to I didn't want to be in the kitchen I said I want to do desserts so I joined the press club I, that was my London I always say where here I said that a lot of people from Australia go to London I work in these Michelin restaurants and had that and when I joined them it was like that because there were so many chefs come back from London it was like Joe Garrick was amazing I was like wow it was a whole new world for me yeah and then yeah and we worked hard I learned so much and I met Paul there to our executive headship so yeah so it was hard work so long but then it was that was too it was too much I was like yeah yeah so but then check on this happened it was my yeah yeah my home so then you really got into the groove of it and, and yeah because I had the freedom that check on uh, press club wasn't there was no freedom it was what they would tell us what to do we just yeah. do that so it was good you learn a lot of I learned a lot but then it's good to have something like we had an idea but they were shut down like all the time so each understand some places like that so when I joined which back then now is my brother-in-law Daniel Kranjik was the head chef and first thing I was just I had some figs and stuff I just told him oh can I make like a financier he's like yeah go for it I'm like yeah. Really? So I just made my first like a special thing and they liked it. The owners were like, oh yeah, how nice. And then Chena made the first cannoli there, everything. So that freedom. But I wasn't like using it. I knew that like my limits, okay, what people like. I do a little bit like, and then they gave me so much freedom that we changed the menu. It was a bigger dessert menu. I had four plated up desserts, including a lot of stuff. But yeah. But then again, I think when I started repeating myself after like 10 years, like the same dessert again, I was yeah. like, oh, I need something fresh. Yes. Yeah. And so now that you're head chef and, you know, as we were saying before, you've got this overarching view of, um, of the menu, the restaurant, staffing, all of those things. What's your leadership style, do you think? Um... I like to, when I do a menu, I like to talk about with my team. I like to share, okay, I would like to do this, like not just like close, I'm not by myself. I always believe that by myself, I, I'm not going to be a winner. It's not just me. I love the fact that when I'm not here, 
I hear that oh we went there you went there but it was beautiful the dinner we loved it so that makes me happy I want I don't want to be there to be everything is good I want it to work like amazingly without me there so when I do anything I always ask them I want to do this would you guys think when I said oh maybe yeah this of course sometimes it, it had to be me deciding but I'm I, I guess I, I can say I'm very um, have to say now my English <laughs> Um, I think fair, and then just, I don't know how to describe <laughs> That teaching That's aspect that you, um, you were interested in earlier on, are you, does that, some of that, like that desire to share your knowledge, are you I, able to oh, do that? Yes, yes, that's, yeah, like I, like now I have two apprentices, so which, like for me, if you have apprentices, it means that you would like to teach them, that's the reason, so which was good. And then I have to go some of them like back to the basic, showing everything, even they know with the school. So which is actually good, we share them, okay, this is how we do it, that's how. And they tell me, oh, we do like this. Okay, then we see, okay, or setting up their um, sections. But I give them some other freedom to see, like how they're doing it, just rather than I'm just going them telling, no, this is how I want it. I always, uh, and then, or I say, this is I want like this, but they're like, if you do like this, I just, actually, yes, it works, that's correct. Yeah. So I kind of having that approach too, because I yeah. found that it was working, but I know not everyone has to be treated the same way too. Yeah. Oh, sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah. And then, I don't know if it answered your question. <laughs> absolutely did, absolutely. And nowadays, well-being is really important, so making sure that everyone, you know, is working the right amount of hours, yes. and that, um, and that, you know, I guess checking in with people to make sure that they're okay because it's a pressured job. Yes. Um, what what happens in this group in terms of well-being? Oh, they're they're very good. Like our HR Miranda, like if we need something, we can always call her if we can solve. But I try to in my group, like like we tr- I try to talk before. Before I even become their head chef, I was working at BKK, so I was down there prepping. So I kind of know them, with, like talking. So which was good that they kind of feel comfortable to come in talking to me. If there's something, and then they pretty understandable. It's like someone is feeling like a bit low that day, and all the managers are always here that they find they they can talk. Like even my one of my girls, Serena, was feeling sick uh, yesterday. And she was like, really, she was kind of so just like called in as who, who, who can come and give me a hand. And then our ex- ex- executive chef was here. So Paul, <laughs> I'm like, Paul, Paul, why don't you join me tonight? And he was like, okay. So we had a good time with him downstairs. And then I think everyone is like, they're, they're pretty sportive. They were sort of, they look after their uh, employees very well. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. And when you're at home, do you still like to cook? Do you cook Turkish food? Do you cook? What do you like to do? We love cooking, but I have a good deal with my husband. He cooks for me. I'm the larder. I do the size. I do the dishes. <laughs> and I prepare everything. And he's good. He loves. We always cook barbecue. We have a pomodoro gel. We like it. And it's less uh, mess in the kitchen. Yeah. So yeah, we cook most of the time. I know. We love it. We like from scab, we like our marinades, our dressings. But if, if I'm cooking, I always like, I love my Turkish dishes I love yogurt so always something with the yogurt and I'm like my I love eggplant most eggplant dishes or yeah. one pot wonders we do a lot yeah. <laughs> yes. but, yeah, but we love cooking we, we never take takeaway we always either we go out eat or like yeah always cook 
And can you, I mean, now that you've been working as a chef for, for a while, and I guess you've, you've been able to taste lots of different flavours and different dishes, are you, can you still be surprised by dishes, by someone else's dishes? You know, or yes, flavors? sometimes I was like, oh, I never thought it would go like this or the way they do it, because there's always there's something new. Yeah. And I love the fact that, like, sometimes I get to try. And I, then I was so, like, curious. Oh, I want to know how they did it. That's the, yeah, that's the beauty of it. There's always another way, I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And just um, to finish off with, um, what would be your advice to a young person starting out as a chef? They should really love it. Like, it is not just the job. It becomes your life, I kind of see. Like, it shouldn't be just you come in... Nine to five, go on a break. Sometimes it's a little bit more, and I mean, I know it's nothing, but yeah, it just—it's it's a different world. It's—it's—it's it's a, it's a life. I think you have to either love that so much that otherwise it's hard. You feel like because sometimes they say, oh, like we, uh, you're working at the weekend, you're working on a Sunday, and and everyone is off, like or public holidays or something. If yeah, yeah, if you think about too much, it becomes. Like people feel like, oh, it's, a, it's not my kind of thing. But then there's so many good, good things about it. Like, for me, a day is a day. Like when I do the roster, they're like, oh, you gave me Saturday. I'm like, but anyway, for me, Monday is Saturday is the same thing. Like we can be busy in both days. As long as the prep is there, it doesn't matter. Like as long as I have enough people, that, that's fine. So, like, yeah, I think they should love it. <laughs> yeah. Great. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Conversation with a Chef with Nada Thomas at Her. You can check out all the goodness on Instagram at her underscore Melbourne. If you liked what you heard and you want to hear more stories from other chefs, I'm on Instagram at Conversation with a Chef. You can read the chat and become a subscriber at www.conversationwithachef.com. The good thing about becoming a subscriber is that I feel as though someone's actually reading it and you're there. And you get to know when new stories go up. I would absolutely love it if you told a friend about my chats. And of course, you can follow me on Apple and Spotify podcasts. And recently, also on Audible and Amazon podcasts. Once again, thanks so much for listening. Have a great day and bon appétit.